And welcome to this week's episode of the Morbidly Deceased Podcast. I am your host, JT McCallum. And I'm Evan Dilworth. And today we are joined by Mr. Cody Hall, uh, the admin from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street meme, sorry, Nightmare on Meme Street shitposting group, um, and also a past guest of the show. And he's here for our Halloween special this year. So welcome to the show once again, Cody. Thanks, fellas. Yeah. All right. We are super excited to dissect these uh, Halloween movies. Um, I'm glad to be back. Yeah, uh, but really quickly before we get into that, uh, how was Goblin last night? Uh, it was fantastic. I I can never watch I can never watch Suspiria again unless it is <laughs> in that capacity. Uh, it's maybe my favorite thing I've been to this year. I, this has been like a dream year for concerts for me. Yeah, I've either seen artists I've wanted to see or artists I've seen a bunch of times, but it just happened all like I didn't really get to go to many concerts in the last two years. But uh, that was like the cherry on top of a perfectly good music Sunday. That's awesome. (laughs) That's great. And I'm assuming they played all all the classics. Absolutely. The first half they played the the music from Suspiria while it played. And then after that's over, they actually just do like set lists from different movies and stuff like that. So that's pretty great. Yeah. (laughs) Did you get to meet anyone from the band at all or no? No, I really, I probably could have like, they were very accepting of people being like up right up, like near the stage is kind of a small venue. To be honest, I collect autographs. I kind of kicked myself in the ass because that morning they had VIP pack that you could get and as like autograph poster lanyard all this other stuff like i collect horror autographs so i was like oh yes yeah, so this, this is what i want and i was like hey, i'll wait till the morning of and by then it was sold out and i'm kind of oh. myself in for that but yeah. i i mean technically no i didn't but i mean <laughs> i was like standing 10 feet away from claudio simonetti so right like, <laughs> that's that's awesome though yeah, I, i'm jealous cool. i yeah that's <laughs> that's exciting i really want to see goblin and i also really want to see john carpenter live i feel like that'll be a great show too i will i will literally drop what i'm doing i will i would go get a freaking loan if i had to (laughs) that is his shows uh, are expensive eh are they yeah Yeah, like when when he came to toronto i think they were like almost like 250 a ticket yeah. wow yeah and, and, and he's still playing at like small clubs like i don't know why it was so expensive he, he would be the only one i would do that for though i think yeah exactly that 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 price time, range so. i would do it for him because yeah. it's not oh, only yeah. that he's like when you meet him he's super friendly exactly. and he's so like appreciative of all of his fans and everything because i remember i met him at uh this festival we had here uh festival of fear yeah and i was just like i was like man halloween and the thing like changed my life and I, I i made me such a fan of you and he was like so kind heartedly looked at me he's like thank you so much that means a lot and i was like oh my god and i was like yeah. you say that to everybody <laughs> but the fact that he said it to me i was like this is fucking amazing well so he when i met him he was an absolute sweetheart so i was like i had just turned 16 like the day before and um i went up to his booth just before he was going to a Q&A, and I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm not going to be here, like, when you get back. I'm like, but I really want you to sign something. And he goes, well, why don't you go find something and I can wait here for you. And his managers look at him like, no, like, you need to be at your Q&A. He goes, I can wait for him. It's not a problem. And so I just yeah. quickly ran back to my my dad's table because he had like a comic booth thing set up. 
And um, I had already like dropped off. Like I got the Halloween two and Halloween three soundtrack from Alan Howard that day. So I just oh. quickly ran the Halloween two soundtrack over to John. Cause I'm like, just sign this. And he just kind of looked at it. He's like, really a Halloween two thing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> but he, he was fine. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so really quickly, um, Halloween was the first horror movie that I really ever saw. I mean, like you can consider Jaws, but like in terms of like a rated R movie, Halloween was the first horror movie that I ever saw when I was seven. And it obviously had a huge impact on me. I'm assuming that you guys have similar stories. So uh, Evan, if you want to just elaborate just a a little bit, tell me the history of you with the Halloween series. So this is like probably in the early 90s. And it's still like... Uh, recording on tape was like a big thing so there'd be like my dad would have four to eight tapes but like three movies on each tape and yeah. I remember it was just one it was Halloween <clears throat> and I was like oh, okay well, and my dad's like hey you can watch it like it's it's probably the least that I've seen when I started watching because like Halloween isn't really that bloody or violent or anything exactly. like that that's why it's such the perfect movie for starters yeah, yeah. it's right and um i remember watching it at my grandmother's place because my dad had to work late i believe and i was just like sitting in a room and in, in the dark and as soon as like the title sequence came up i was like oh man i was so excited right <laughs> and then it was just it's it was just like a fun roller coaster the whole time watching it I don't think I was ever bored, especially for like my age, because I must have been around <clears throat> maybe the same age as you when you first saw it, maybe a little bit younger, not too much younger. But I was just like, I was all for it. And I had seen other things that were like a little bit more violent, like pretty much throughout, but I didn't care because it was just so everything like kept me interested that the cinematography, like the the music and everything and at the time i didn't know what that stuff was so i'm just watching I'm like oh this looks pretty and it looks beautiful <laughs> yeah exactly. but <clears throat> yeah it was just i'll never forget the first time watching it yeah me and too. the first it, time was so exciting such, it's such an ingrained memory for me like it's like one of my core memories like from inside out <laughs> just, yeah. and the like, biggest oh, yeah. thing i just remember watching it and at the end i wasn't scared but like when you hear him breathing and it's just looking at all the places you've been, I just remember having goosebumps being like, oh, man, he's he's still out there. Yeah. And exactly. I was just so excited by that. And then the credits were on. I was like, holy shit, I want to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> Cody, yeah, do you have, do you have a similar story? I, I do kind of. Uh, for me, uh, I don't know if I'm you probably are aware of it. I live in the Kansas City area. Mm-hmm. And when Halloween first came out in 1978, it was only open in Kansas City. Like it started its theatrical run in Kansas City. And then through word of mouth, it grew up hype and to, to where really it didn't like actually start going nationwide until the next year. But my parents actually were on a date. Um, they had heard about it on the news when it was still in its initial run in Kansas City only since, you know, I, I live in this area. So the original Halloween, something my mom put me on, like she had two movies that like her t- two favorite horror movies were Halloween and Night of the Living Dead. Right. And <laughs> my dad choices. was, yes. And they, they, you can kind of see my, like what I like because of that. My dad likes really schlocky fifties monster movies. Like that's yeah. why I like 
like the Universal Studios Monsters movies and yeah. like the original thing and like stuff like that. But she actually, whenever I was a kid, like I had only had uh, Halloween two. I actually saw it first because it was on TV all the time. I had it on VHS. And she's like, no, 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 no. She's like, hey, this is fine. This is fine. But uh, you got you to watch the other one. This The other one is so good. That's when we went and saw, and it's, oh, it's just so much better. Right. Man, I'm just, like a kid, like eight or nine. I don't, I'm like, I, I don't know the difference. Right. <laughs> it was like in the 90s, they had that, it was right when like, like the movie had like a small renaissance, even before Scream came out, like around 94, 95, it started to like get talked about again, I, I guess because of the 20th anniversary slowly starting to loom, but they had the uh, v, uh, VHS copies you could get at Blockbuster for like five dollars. Right. And she like surprised me with it. And after I got that tape, I watched no other VHS more than that one. I went out and I got the CD. Yeah. For Christmas that year, I had like Halloween one, two, and four soundtrack on CD. Just just from that few months right after I saw the original Halloween. So yeah, exactly. That movie was like. And like I said, like an heirloom movie, me and my mom would watch it every year. My mom also is big into the holidays, like Halloween. Actually, she's more of a Christmas person, but right. because I like spooky stuff, she also got into Halloween. But that's awesome. so that movie is almost like a family tradition. Same with us. Even my cousins and stuff like that would <laughs> yeah. be like, they would come over and be like, oh, so now most of my mom's side of the family are big Halloween slash Michael Myers fans because... Of just like that familial tie of, you know, them coming over around. And watching yeah, it. it's, it's so funny because like the same here, like so like my parents were obviously like they were fans of the original movie, like they had seen it on TV growing up. And then like when they got me into it, because like Evan was saying, it's such a good gateway movie because it's virtually bloodless. There's not really any like major like graphic nudity or anything. And like my parents, the only scene that they skipped was the opening scene with Judith because they didn't want me to see like a kid around my age killing somebody. Yeah. So like the first time I saw Halloween, it w- it started with um, the opening credits and then they skipped the scene uh, to where Michael broke out, which honestly, it's not that bad of a transition. Like you, you get what happened, basically. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, same thing, like it, it because they were such fans of it growing up. Um, like same thing it was like a completely like it's it's a family thing for us as well like my mom like when she was like going out to the car ever she was like oh the keys the key and she would just say it like <laughs> right how she does or or like um she would be singing like the the oh paul song when she's like walking around and I was just singing like, that to myself today yeah exactly right so it's just like the this movie in particular like I'm born in 96 and like I'm Evan's born in 89 I'm not sure how old 100% you are but oh. like we're I like, turned 40 this year. Okay, yeah. So we're like three separate generations of people, but it still yeah. impacts us on the same way. And I just think that that's a movie that's going to stand the test of time, 100%. That's why we're still here talking about it, right? So, um, it's so, so good and so impactful that Halloween 3 called it the immortal classic John Carpenter Halloween. <laughs> exactly. Years after it came out. Exactly. Like, I didn't know. I always think that's like, wow, that's, that's really cool. And that's also very, uh, showboaty yeah 100 but... percent. franchise to call the first one's like yeah it's they're not wrong i mean you know well you know what's weird too is, is even the original trailer for it says the one the only the classic halloween it's like dude your movie's not even out yet <laughs> but already they're saying like oh yeah it's gonna be a classic right 
It was that, um, they it knew was that ahead of time type of marketing, but just back in the late seventies instead. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. So with that being said, let's, let's jump into it. So basically, as I was mentioning to you guys both earlier, what we're going to do is we're going to dissect each of the Halloween <laughs> movies. That way we're going to be laser focused on a certain aspect of it. And then we're each going to give a, a numbered value for what we um, think each section of this is. So for Halloween 1978, um, we don't need to do like a recap of the movie or anything. I'm assuming that everybody listening to this knows what we're talking about. Um, so for Halloween 78, um, Evan, story and characters out of 10, what would you rate Halloween? And feel free to talk about it, obviously, but we don't have to do like a full ass recap. See, like, <laughs> I'm just going to say 10. Okay, <laughs> and just I, because, like, I will write down the answers here. <laughs> it's I'm like, I don't know. I've just seen it so many times. Like, it's it is a pretty big staple of me getting into horror. Yeah. So I think like I appreciate it even more. And it's like so much more important to me personally because of that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a 10 for me. Like, yeah, I and it's true. Like in in some of the newer ones or even some of the ones like along the way. There's characters you don't give a fuck about. You don't right. care about. You're like, whatever, they're just going to die. But like, I genuinely, even the annoying ones in like 78, I, I care about them because it's like, yeah. it's just teenagers and stuff. And it's like this fucking crazy guy is killing them. And they're all memorable too. Like yeah. everybody right down to like Sheriff Brackett even, or even the the graveyard guy, right? Like, yeah. The, Damn yeah, kids. Like, Damn kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. I'll do right for Halloween. Yeah, exactly he has such a cool voice and like i guarantee you, like if if anybody can do that entire movie verbatim it's gonna be the three of us so yeah, <laughs> yeah so we're we're definitely the right people to create this definitive list of of the halloween rankings um cody so story and characters what would you rank halloween one story 10 uh it is very lean tight and became its own template yeah so i mean any any story that is that influential that it becomes its own kind of genre? Like you almost, I, I, I would, I mean, I would give it a 10 anyway, yeah. regardless, but it, it just for simplicity's sake, it is about as tight as you can get. And exactly. like there's, there's no excess scenes I find. No, it is perfect. I mean, I, you know, as a fan of this, I should probably know. So what, what's the runtime? Is that an hour and 29 minutes? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think, yeah, it, it's just shy of an hour and a half which is fine. I love brisk movies. I mean, I'll watch a, a long movie too, but it's, you, you don't feel the run done. Like, I mean, it's still only an hour and a half long anyway, so you're probably not going to feel it even no matter what, but it's just, it is a nice brisk jog through and you get a classic right out the gate. And as far as, as characters go, um, uh, obviously i always like gravitated toward uh dr Linus. i yeah. i really loved his character i went at, as uh, as in for halloween one year no one knew who i was yeah <laughs> it was uh freaking danny devito's penguin from batman returns <laughs> that's cool that. that's you're introduced to that type of character and i just for that alone i would also i would say i would say a nine because I feel like there's a better version of Laurie Strode in some of the other movies. Yeah. But Loomis and she's still good in this. Don't get me wrong. I, the characters are good and all of that. They're all memorable. 
Yeah. Some of them we don't get to spend too much, and nor should we spend too much time with them because it is, you know, it's more about the, the, what's happening, the, the through line from the movie. So, I mean, it's not like a character study or anything like that. Right. Exactly. I would, I would say 10 story, nine characters. Okay. Yeah. And I, I agree completely. I think that's incredibly fair. That's actually what my answer is going to be as well. Um, okay. Second one, the mask, uh, and the shape. So Michael Myers as, as a character in this particular movie, Evan, we'll start again with you out, out of five for this one. Out of five. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> Simi's like so fucking <laughs> top score for me. Like, yeah, that's fine. I mean, you're a hundred percent. You're you're absolutely allowed to. If, if I, you, it's, it's funny perfect. too, because it's like so many people played him right. <laughs> in the first movie exactly. too. So it's just like, and it's you don't know it until you watch like the extras, and everything. Where it's like, oh yeah, you know, Tommy Wallace did this, and fucking exactly. Deborah Hill was standing across the street. It's like I don't know that. Right. That's how good it is. It's just like you don't know and you just think it's the same person playing him as the whole time. And exactly. I like I have I'm gonna go with five. Yeah, sure. Because it's just like oh, man. I just fucking I suck this movie's dick too much. <laughs> no, there's no nothing wrong with that. I, I also agree. Uh it is it is probably the definitive version of him. I agree. He is, He's not slow and robotic, which is one of my main gripes of Halloween 2. He -hmm. does seem very almost like a spirit than he does. I've always hated how people say that, like, Michael walks, because if you watch this movie, he doesn't really walk. He moves very fast. Very fast. Across the street. Exactly. It doesn't look like he's running, and it doesn't look like he's exceeding What Exactly. Like, he cuts through the the scene almost like like a knife himself so like yeah. I, I i love james Jude courtney's portrayal but i to me nick castle still is the definitive michael myers the mask the shape yeah all, the portrayal, all yeah. of it i also agree super nice, and i met him a few years ago and he was just cool as hell as well so yeah that's <laughs> yeah. well, like just how you were saying like how he moves and stuff there's like one scene that always sticks out to me and i don't know why but it's when laurie falls down the stairs and you see Michael kind of walk and he switches the knife to his hand and he's got like a little Ooh. bit of like yes he's like hunched over a little bit and he walks to the stairs and he's he's like he's not it's standing up awesome. robotic. he's he's like almost like I'm he's gonna like get running you down the stairs and it's like fuck yeah he, and all the other ones it's true you see him just walking you know straight arms down but he he's got character to his movement yeah exactly in the first one and it's like oh man and you don't see that a lot and like I would say maybe, honestly, like the newer films, maybe a little bit, not like 2018, but like there's like some things that kind of do it, but really the first one's the only one where you see him move like a normal person. Yes. Yeah. And that's what makes it, it's like, holy fuck, that's creepy too. Cause like, look at him, he just like kind of like crouched a little bit and he's looking down the stairs at her and then when he moves even like the the lighting from the the staircase the post, it's awesome i know yeah like the uh, it, it's perfect it's that right there is like yeah he's not he's not a mindless person he's not you know just some like he's not like a, a like serial killer kind of he's he's still human like and just the way he does it it's like fuck man it's so cool 
Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. So for me, I'm obviously also doing a five out of five for that one. And yes. yeah, you're doing that as well. I figured. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So for atmosphere and direction out of five, uh, Evan, <laughs> I'm assuming going with five. It's again. a five. <laughs> yeah. There's just there's too many cool things in this movie. Like, and the biggest one I think that I again we I think we'll all agree on is when Lori gets attacked. Or when Lori's finding all the bodies and fucking Dean Cundy just pulls this thing right out of his ass and it works like incredibly well is when you see like your eyes are adjusting to the dark. Yeah. And you see his yeah. face and that's very creepy. That's like you because you just you're expecting him to just walk out, but you just see his face light up a bit. Yeah. Like that, that whole scene right there that's like atmospheric as fuck for the whole film that that one shot is to me the difference between halloween and friday the 13th 100 percent. like yeah. obviously there, there's more but like halloween it's so tastefully and artistically done for what it is that nobody else even a lot of the sequels didn't even remotely try to copy whatsoever and it it's disheartening because like they really honestly really tried to make like a solid like a cinematic experience yeah. with that first movie. Yes, I completely agree. Um, it's obviously a, a perfect score for me as far as like directing. Yeah, and also I mean like not only directing but like to think that he also directed and then did the whole entire OST himself too. That's like. Yeah that kind of ties into the atmosphere part as well because like that is the most control you can have over a movie exactly. i think like, you know, besides being the director and being the, the person who does the the theme like you have the whole entire movie is in your hands at that point like all you you and i'm not i know deborah hill punched up most of the script but i'm sure he had input on it as well so it's like yeah. that is all molded from you know like they had complete control over their creation and exactly it out perfectly so like uh you that's lightning in a bottle yeah 100%. It's like when you watch uh the extras for like any dvd from the beginning it's it's such a good story because he literally tells them he he like took it to the um i forget who it was like producers or whatever and they watch the movie and they're like oh it's not scary and it's because he didn't have the score ready for it and they're like, this isn't scary. This is there's a guy walking around. Right. And then he did the music and everything changed. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, okay, yeah. never mind. There we go. That's literally the music is it's not about Jamie Lee Curtis. It's not about Michael. That music is the heart and soul of that movie. Yeah. I really do believe that. that. We're like covering their ears during the test. Yeah, like that, because... that must have been so excited seeing that. Like, holy shit. I made something so creepy. People are like covering their ears and they're, they're like afraid to hear it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, the next one, uh, suspense and your score. You didn't give your score. Oh, sorry. I'm five out of five as well for that one. Yeah. So we're, we're pretty much perfect for everything so far. Uh, so the fourth category is suspense and kills. And we will start with uh, Cody this time. So out of 10, um, rank the suspense and kills. The suspense, I obviously give it a ten. Yeah. Um, it's it's Hitchcockian and it's suspense. I mean, that's not 
like coincidence. I mean, there's literally characters named after people in Psycho, and yeah. John Carpenter himself even said that he was channeling a lot of Hitchcock at that time, who was the master of suspense. So yeah. you can tell that that's he was really trying to build the suspense more than it was just you know quick jumps into scares and be gone. As far as kills, um, being you know lenient on it, considering it more or less kind of started its own genre they're fine they're they're cool they're yeah. in the middle of the road it's yeah. more so the iconicness of them than it is the creativity or or the the setup of it i guess i mean yeah. they're all i mean I, I can still remember every single one of them yeah easily, exactly. but it's it's i don't know it's, it's a cursed position really because if, if if you look at it with nostalgia glasses then obviously i would rank it much higher but now looking at it through years and years and years of watching horror, it, it's solid. Right. Um, obviously, Friday the 13th kind of took that and twisted it and up the ante quite a bit. But I, yeah. I would give, what are we doing, kills to uh, scores up to 10? Yeah, so so level? so like uh, it's like a combined category of like suspense and kills. So Okay, I would say, uh, I would say seven. Seven, okay, yeah. Seven sure uh, okay evan what do you all right so yeah like like cody was already saying suspense is so big in this movie like everything about it is just it's so good like there's two obviously that stick out and that's annie yeah in the car yeah and then uh even though you know it's not him when he's got the when he uh, they think it's bob and yeah. he comes up and it's just like yeah. especially when he picks up the phone you're like oh is he gonna say something yeah <laughs> and that's suspenseful like is he gonna talk right and you just hear him breathing and then it's oh man it's so good and in yeah. the doorway in the beginning obviously too with jamie um i'd say like 8.5 for everything yeah for that kills and and suspense because like yeah the kills i think more so not like when they happen but when everything unveils, I think I like that more. A hundred percent. Like a fun yeah. house. She's yeah. walking in. Exactly. Bob's in the the the, the little closet, and then yeah, Annie's on the or Annie comes swinging down, and then you know, no, Bob Bob's swinging down. Bob's swinging. Annie's on. And I Annie's can't on. believe I fucked that up. It's like no, it, Annie's on the bed with the Judith Myers. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And then Linda's in the closet. I'm getting ahead of myself now. Okay, it's all good. Um, but yeah, it's just it's so good. Yeah, for sure. I'm also gonna say eight, um, because the suspense, like we're saying, is perfect. Absolutely, but obviously the kills are a little bit lackluster when you're comparing them to other things that we've seen. Um, I give it like an eight purely because like the kills aren't graphic, which is nice. But like the best kill in the movie for me is of course Bob. Me because too. that's just that's so yes. classic and because not only is it a good jump scare but then you're like okay well what's gonna happen and then michael just pins him to the wall and it's just like that entire sequence is just so perfect so that's really good backsliding too which oh 100 percent maybe yeah 100 percent. so yeah so i give that an 8 out of 10 um, I, I would probably change mine to 8 too okay all right I, after I will, hearing your rap, yeah i will change that um okay soundtrack and i will start this this is out of five i'm gonna obviously say it's five out of five for me actually no yeah. hold on i'm gonna say it's yeah. four out of five only because 
um like you i also had the soundtrack on cd and it's really just the same three tracks that they've (laughs) put it on like 26 times to make it longer (laughs) but i wish that there was a little bit more um variety to it but the songs that are on there are perfect so that's why i give it a four out of five uh yeah i i would i would probably say five out of five just i mean even though it is the the same four or five songs over and over yeah like they're the songs i've probably listened to most yeah um and it's not even the main halloween theme that i listen to it's always Lori's theme or check the kids uh yeah. those are my two favorite themes like there's been times where i live kind of close to a lot of my other friends and bars and stuff like that and i'll be like leaving bars walking home at night like drunk at like one o'clock in the morning listening yeah. to Lori's theme while I'm yeah. walking home and it just it just it's it's fun like I've had yeah. people walk up to me in the middle of the night for it and I probably just like turn around and walk away what the fuck is that yeah got listening to fucking Halloween music in December <laughs> or whenever I would be walking probably yeah. be December but yeah so yeah so I would say a five for me. Yeah I'm uh I'm gonna have to say five too yeah, that's and fine. it's mainly honestly because of the main theme. Like I'm just I don't even care how many times you throw. It's just like you just associate it with Michael so much, especially that theme. Like you know something's happening. Yeah, it's it's like the theme from Jaws. Really. Yeah. Like it, it really mm-hmm. is. And I don't know why I can't think of it, but the other one is the um, like when Michael's Lori crossing the street and then Yeah, yeah, the shape socks Lori, like, yeah. That too, that yeah. whole scene is very like, oh, that's like that makes you the, freak be- out. The best buildup of that because I actually think they they play it at the wrong time. Um, in my personal opinion, the first time they play that track is when Linda gets up to grab the phone because she's gonna call Lori. Yeah. Um, the the perfect time for when it's in the movie, which should have been the first time it's in the movie, is right after Michael comes out of the closet thing and and stabs Lori in the shoulder and then she falls down the stairs mm-hmm. and then he leans over and then you hear it kick sorry he walks to the top of the stairs and you just see a shadow there that yeah. that also plays in the movie but that should have been the first time it plays in the movie because it's such a perfect uh, like a timing cue for it mm-hmm. um I, I think that it was misplaced originally that's that's like one of my biggest nitpicks of this entire movie <laughs> but you know <laughs> I, that, <laughs> that is it is a shame though that I don't think any and I don't think we even have is like there's actually a sound effect that technically is like well i mean it's keyboard induced but it's the loud like the weird screech that eh, or whatever it is that like oh when annie gets killed comes out or anything like that or like when yeah. he's dropping, uh annie and then cuts her throat and it does yeah. that loud metallic screech like yeah i, I love that yeah part of the theme like i mean it is it's not a sound effect per se no, i mean it but, is but yeah the weirdest one story it it cut out there hello hello (laughs) oh i'm here okay perfect yeah that was weird it it cut out there when you're talking about the the sound effect Uh uh-oh someone get dropped no i think it's okay can you guys hear me but yeah can you hear me Yes, I can hear you. we can All hear right. you. <laughs> Technical difficulties. <laughs> um, yeah, but so like the the weirdest sound effect in the movie though is when Michael jumps onto the top of the car 
um uh, with, with uh the nurse marion <laughs> it's just such a weird bizarre noise but like i i do agree that like those little like uh musical stings are also part of the soundtrack and they are really good for what they do 100 percent. yes um okay so moving on we're gonna go to halloween 2 uh from 1981 um i am vocally not a big fan of this movie um so for story and characters out of 10 i'm honestly gonna say it's a four um i don't like the brother and sister twist i don't like how it's just so not even repetitive of halloween one it's just bland like it 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 kind of builds up and you're like waiting for something to happen but then nothing ever really happens for me um so yeah and i don't really like anybody at the hospital with the exception of bud because he's fucking hilarious but (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah that's 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 it for me um what do you think cody out of 10 oh it, it's hard for me because like i said it was halloween too i actually saw before halloween i had had it like ripped i guess is that what you would say for a, a vhs tape that has been like just, i'm saying it's like ripped from like pirate bear or something that is, <laughs> right right been, um it recorded off the tv but yeah. so i actually watched halloween too a lot but i don't know I'm I'm partial to it, but I know it's not a great movie either. Right. right. Um, it just feels like, as much as I'm okay with it, it just feels like there's like, hey, what if we had a fucking horror movie that take place in like a hospital? Everyone's scared of hospitals, you know. Right. Like that's kind of what it was. Like right. everyone who like used to talk about, it, like, oh, that's the one that took place in the hospital, right? Like right. kind of what it feels like. It's like, oh, it's it's hospital Halloween. Like, right. Yeah. Exactly. I actually really like the stuff leading up to the hospital. Right, uh, a lot exactly. Of that stuff was actually refilmed by John Carpenter, like the one where he, I forget the neighbor's name, the one who hears the Elrods screaming. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot. I the little jump scare kill. John Carpenter actually filmed that one. Right. And you can kind of tell because, like, the, the neighborhood stuff, like Michael's hiding in the shadows and you can see his silhouette and all that. So there's parts in that that I really like. Um, yeah. The Halloween, like the the hospital stuff, it does just kind of become wash, rinse, repeat until you yeah, get to the end. Exactly. I, I do kind of like the climax just because that scene where it is derivative of the first one, but where Michael's chasing Laurie and he appears and uh, below that red light and he's chasing her across the parking lot. Actually, I don't know why I like that scene so much. I just I don't know if it's just the lighting or what, but. Mm-hmm. I would probably say I will give this movie, as far as Halloween sequels go, a six. Okay. And Evan, what do you think? Yeah, I I'm gonna go five five point five. Okay. Because I'm like a huge. I love when a movie picks up right from the the last one. Yeah. But it's like I don't know. It tries to bring you in and tries to make you feel the same way you did. But I mean. I love the opening. You hear the gunshots. You see Michael yeah. fall out, and then the part I it, I know it's coming, and I always get goosebumps. Hey, what's going on out here? <laughs> Call the police. Tell them I shot him. Shot who? You know, I've been <laughs> trick or treated to death tonight. You don't know what death is. And then the score kicks in, and I'm like, yeah. I'm fucking there. I'm ready. hundred percent. Right. So yes. excited. Hundred percent. Halloween two has a great opening title sequence. There like, it's great. There's a yeah. I, a couple weird things like that same neighbor the girl when she gets killed like 
he's hiding behind a chair, I guess, and just jumps up and stabs her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like the whole thing with Mrs. Elrod, when he's just like standing in the kitchen and you see him, like that's creepy. They're just they're so the fixated on, you know, he's fixed or she's fixated on his husband in the in the living room and the TV, and you see him asleep and she's just not paying attention. And then she goes back and touches the blunt. She's like, ah. <laughs> but like, yeah. yeah, I'm the same. Like the build up to the hospitals. It's cool because you just see him kind of, I don't know if he, like, you don't know if he, he's meaning to go there. You just see him walking around, even on the street with the kid with the, the boom box. Yeah. And he's just walking. You just see him turn a corner. He just keeps walking. Yeah. But like the build up. Yeah. And then the hospital stuff is, it's not like anything new that hasn't been done before. I mean, well, there's tons I, of sorry, sorry. I don't know that that kind of stuff happens. Doesn't matter if it's in a hospital, or a house, or fucking anywhere, right? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I don't know. Um, and like this is all. It when I say this, and I'm pretty sure you guys do. I don't like hate any of these movies. There's always something entertaining, entertaining yeah. about it, and I mean, even like like um. I forget the nurse's name, but when he stabs her and his sh- and her shoes fall off, like that is stupid. But you laugh at it because it's like, oh god. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's then, classic. It, yeah. It's classic, yeah. right? Like it's flocky, but it's memorable. That's and probably then, the most memorable kill of that movie, too. Yeah, I disagree. I I I think it's the hot tub death. That one. That one's up there too. Yeah. We'll get then, to deaths in a second, though. Don't don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis's horrendous Bad wig. Yes. Yeah. That is probably that. like the one thing that I would actually be like, I hate that in that movie. Everything else it can stay and is fine, but I don't know what they were thinking. Like I know she cut her hair and everything. I don't know like, what I don't know what they were thinking by just putting her in the hospital bed the entire movie. Like it's such a waste of her being in it until she has to run. Like I I don't know. I'm still. <laughs> just angry you know about what's that funny movie. too is when you watch the original one it's um she's throughout and michael is only in it a little bit but when you watch part two you see more of michael than you do jamie yeah and then exactly. the ending she really comes out like in the first one michael's out there and you know it and he's <laughs> running around but now it's jamie yeah, yeah it's weird i don't know That's and like funny. she's like comatose when like the guy goes in there and she's just staring. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like all of it's fun, but yeah, it's I out of out of everything, like the enjoyment and whatnot. I that's a five five point five for me. Yeah. Okay. So the second category is mask and shape. Um, I'm even though it is technically the same mask from the original, it does not suit Dick Warlock's face whatsoever. And I'm gonna say it's a two point five for me. I I like I I obviously it is the same mask. I don't I'm not really I I agree it's too wide in the face. Yeah. Like the the detail is still there, which is weird because there should be no detail. It's it's a freaking spray painted right. you know cheap mask that somehow still has more definition even back then than what like a lot of the stuff they made later has. I Right. If the mask itself, even though it is the same mask, I would give it I I would probably give it a five or are we are we going to ten or five here? Uh sorry, for, for five of both the mask and the shape. Okay. Uh I would give it 
I would give it like a two as far as the mask and Dick Warlock, no offense to the guy. He has the, the best name in the world. <laughs> and I actually do prefer his work on Halloween three more, but I don't like him as Michael Myers. He's too short. He's too robotic. You know that he's uh, in I, Jaws, right? Like I know, I know that you're a big Jaws guy as well, that. right? Yeah, uh, only as of recently though. Okay, so he so plays. I've really got into Jaws like for the last two years or so, so I don't know the whole. You know, like I, I'm not as well versed in Jaws as I am on Hulk. So, so he plays Hooper when Hooper goes in the cage. So all the stuff like underwater, like when Hooper's eyes like grow big and the shark like is attacking him, that's Dick Warlock. Uh-huh. Wow, see, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I knew he was Kurt Russell's uh, stuntman in Escape from New York. Yeah. But that's, it's, well, I mean, I guess he's a good stuntman. He's yeah. just not he's very, just not a great shape. As, yeah. <laughs> as, as Michael Myers, that five foot seven Michael Myers. <laughs> exactly. So out, out of five for that combination, what would you put it oh, as? Uh, dead in the middle. So 2.5. Right. Yes. Dead in the yeah. middle. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. And that's what I'm going to say. And it's just like, like, it's cool. It's the same mask, but it's in like nothing against him. He's, he's like, like you said in Halloween three, it's like, Oh, it's so weird. Cause you know, it's him. And he's like, obviously he's going to act different, but I'm like, this suits him better. What he's doing here. Yeah. Yeah. It's he's so, I, I would say from a part of him, walking and hiding in the bushes between like uh mrs elrods and whatnot it's like you can't really tell but when you watch him <clears throat> walking around and you just walking down the he... stairs is the worst yeah. like that low angle yes, shot of him is. just like walking. And, and it gets so much publicity too like it it's on like fright rag shirts and like gutter yeah. guard shirts i'm like that is an awful angle and they yeah. used to like play it in commercials for the show i'm like why yes. this is this is terrible exactly <laughs> and the, the one part that sticks out for me is like when he's got the the scalpel or whatever and then yeah. like michael and he puts it down and you see his arm go down slowly like yeah. a robot and then it just comes back up yeah i'm like what are you doing yeah exactly Dicky, come hey, on man <laughs> before we move on real quick i, I just want to ask you guys it's related uh because i just watched halloween 2 the other night and i've always wondered and we live in the age of information now. <laughs> yes. The noises that are being made while Michael's swinging the scalpel around after he's shot in the eye, is that Lori making that noise? Or is that Michael going, uh, uh. is that like him swinging wildly with like a, a very light voice? Or is I, that like Lori? I don't think, think I've ever known. I don't, I don't <laughs> think. So I think. I think what you're hearing is there. there's a mix of like the swooshing noise of the of the scalpel swooshing. Yeah. But then you also hear her like going, huh? huh yeah, because he's because, coming closer to her. Yeah. It's like this scalpel, her voice, and then the propane tanks all yeah, going yeah. at once. Yeah. And it just sounded so weird to me. It always sounded like Michael has like very high pitched, like Michael Jackson <laughs> voice almost. Um, you know what? You know what part bothers me about that scene is like, for whatever reason, Donald Pleasance gives like this awful line delivery when he, I, I don't even know what he says, but I, I think he's like, go on get out now but he's like go on get out now it's like yeah. it's like what shitty pig latin but yeah. he doesn't do like, it properly like he was wounded, yeah <laughs> give me a get out now yeah exactly like, what so the funny. fuck is wrong with you like i know you're probably scared yeah but still the line you know, they delivery really they really they check off's dog that fucking lighter so hard too because like i said i watched it the other night and uh sheriff rackets <laughs> definitely gives Loomis that lighter 
yeah. to smoke a cigarette and he doesn't even smoke and he just pockets it. And it's like, <laughs> wow, that is that is like the most contrived way to get a pocket into his pocket. But I mean, I guess whatever it paid off, you, you, you introduced it, you have to bring it back out later, I suppose. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, atmosphere and direction out of five. I think it was pretty good atmosphere, actually. For, for I agree. I agree. Back, like the lighting, it still looks a lot like Halloween to me. The first one, they oh, they man. they pair pretty good. I, I mean, they're not they're not on par with each other, but you you can follow one with the other, and it's it makes for a good double bill. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I would put I would put the atmosphere. Uh. Probably six. It's sorry, it, it's out of five. Oh, it's out of five. Okay. Um, <laughs> Cody doesn't so care. He's I going six. Atmosphere, <laughs> I put atmosphere. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, I put the atmosphere at four, three, yeah. four, four. I'll call. I'll do four. Atmosphere okay. at four. All right. So also you, pretty good too. So yeah. So yeah. you do four, and I'll I will do three for atmosphere and direction. Okay. I'll say four too. Okay, just because like it does carry a little bit of that that the first one still with some things, and that's enjoyable to watch no matter what. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, fourth category for suspense and kills. I'm gonna go with a seven for this one. Um, the kills are are better, um, more creative, I, I find, and um, more memorable to a degree. I'd say. Um, but this film lacks entirely um suspense. I there's not a single suspenseful moment in this movie for me. Yeah. Like yeah, the end I, chase I scene, like there's there's nothing that does it for me. Yeah, especially because and this time when Lori is getting chased across the parking lot, like at the other end is is Loomis with a gun and a sheriff. Yeah. And like so she's she's running to safety, like like at the end of the first one, she's running into just who knows. She's exactly. running back to the house. Like she starts to defend herself. So like that is a lot more suspenseful than running back into the hospital that you just tried so hard to escape just because you saw cardboard. So <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so out out of ten for you. Um, I would say suspense is like four and kills are like oh uh I would say they're probably about five. Yeah, it has it has some decent kills. Yeah, exactly right. Um, I, I like that they're all themed. Like they're all hospital themed almost, or pretty close, yeah. with the exception of like the hammer to the uh, security guard's head and a few other things. But a lot of them, ha- at least, they kept up the hospital theme, like the IV exactly. or the needle to the head or the scalpel. That that's that's at least some creativity went into that. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. Evan, out of ten, I am gonna agree with you. I'm gonna go seven. Okay. Um, yeah, it was just like, and it was a big surprise too for me watching because it's like, oh, here we are. It's just like let your mind and imagination kind of put together what's going on. And it's like, nope. There's a hammer to the back of the fucking head. <laughs> exactly. Her face is melted. You know, a knife in her back, and she gets lifted up in the air. Like they don't shy away from anything. So I was like, whoa, this is like completely different now yeah which was exciting because like you know especially being at a young age watching these you want to see more and more and more yeah but then like uh 
kind of like a little bit off topic, but like as you get older, you appreciate what Tom Savini says, where you know, if something does happen off camera, fucking use your imagination. You don't always need to see it. Yeah. Put things together yourself. I enjoy that, I think, almost sometimes now with certain movies because it's like oh anything could happen to him you could imagine what his face looks like you can imagine what you know yeah the back of his skull looks like when he gets hit with a hammer but seeing exactly. it too was cool especially like seeing this for the first time and that, that hammer when you hear it and you hear the hit it's like oh man <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I would say sure. seven because there is like definitely the bath comes to mind exactly it's so long it's it's so like drawn out yeah but it's, I, yeah, it I needs agree. to be that way yeah it always makes me laugh when bud gets strangled behind her I, yeah. like she, she doesn't <laughs> you see him shake a bit yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah and that's another good usage of like backlighting and stuff like that which the early entries in the series do that very well well, because the first three were shot by Dean Cundy, who is a fucking genius in the field. So yeah. it doesn't surprise yeah, me that a, they're well shot. It's a shame right? that it took them all the way up until like 85 to start doing like big stuff like Back to the Future. Exactly. Like, he should have been like recognized pretty much right out the gate. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. But then like he went on to do Jurassic Park and things like that. So like he definitely got his, his thing. And then he did his masterpiece not too long ago. Well, Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The Adam Sandler Just movie. Yeah. Lighting. No way. Dean Cundey also shot. Um, the, he he also shot the Disney movie Camp Rock with uh, <laughs> fucking uh, the Jonas oh. Brothers in it too. Dean, so. oh, wow. get it together. <laughs> yeah, but these are his paycheck uh, movies. Man. He's ready to I'm retire. Actually, yeah, he is I'm getting up there. A beer right now called Punkachino. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, uh, sorry, what, what was that? I said, yeah, I, I, I was agreeing with you saying that. Sorry, there's a guy driving <laughs> up and down, drag racing in front of my house. I'm just going <laughs> no to shield it without me. Do the old man fishing. Quiet down up there. Yeah. Uh, my, okay, neighbor's so... be- my neighborhood's becoming the neighborhood from Barbarian, basically. So. <laughs> I ha- I, I haven't seen Barbarian yet. Oh yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I have to watch it. Uh, okay, uh, yeah. so uh, soundtrack for Halloween two out of five. It, I like, I like the weird. I don't know what it would be called. It almost sounds like soft. Like I don't know. It sounds very. It's much more electronic. Yeah, and I like it. I like that they did it, but it doesn't. I only like it in the context of the movie. Like I don't ever hardly ever listen to the Halloween two soundtrack. <laughs> I do like some of like the ethereal stuff, like when Lori is in her like drug coma and wandering yeah. the halls of the, the hospital. Like it's an original piece that you don't like hear in the first one or anywhere else. Like I I do kind of like that one because it it sounds very like i said ethereal and like head trippy almost and yeah. like it's like paired with what is going on at the time in the, the movie so yeah. um the the soundtrack i i would give it a out of out of five right yeah i'm gonna catch on eventually i i would <laughs> say a three yeah i i agree i i really like the redone version of the opening theme um yeah that's that's 
and then I, I also like the like the Myers house theme, like that redone version. Uh, yeah. Everything else to me though is really bland and and, and really boring. Um, the the biggest like the the most offensive one is their version of the shape stocks lorry. Why the fuck are there giant drums being played during that? <laughs> it's just so stupid. It it was a choice that nobody should have gone with. Um, but for 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 this, I'll say three out of five as well for it. I'm gonna go three point five because okay. um because of the the way they changed obviously like the Halloween theme yeah but the part that I like about it the most and it's kind of weird that I I don't know I I just I dig it is when you're getting closer to the pumpkin and it opens up and it almost goes like yeah and it does like that weird change I don't know I just it fits because like. It, you see the skull in the pumpkin and it does that. It's like I, almost kind of menacing. Yeah. I love the skull pumpkin. Like they, yeah. there was like a, an Instagram artist who was selling replicas of it a few years ago, mm-hmm. but he like, he made small batch and it's like, I'm talking about like NAG masks, small right. batch, like, like one replica was like 1500 bucks. Like, yeah, ah, exactly. I want it, but I don't have that type of money to be spending on freaking Halloween props. <laughs> that, that skull pumpkin is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then the only other piece that I really enjoy is probably from when uh, he gets his eyes shot out to when he's walking down the hall burning and then just drops. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, it's like that menace, like he's still coming, he's still coming, and then he drops and it's just clear cut done. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So those are my two favorite things. And that's like that, that warrants it enough for 3.5. Fair enough. Okay, uh, moving on to Halloween three. Um, this this one used to be the black sheep of the series, but I really think that people have come around on it for the most part now. Hmm, that's funny. It sounds like another movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll we'll get there. Don't worry. <laughs> um, I I feel like we're the only three people that like that movie. <laughs> good company then. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so for Halloween three, um, uh, story slash characters out of ten, uh, Cody, what do you think? Story, just oh my god, for ambition and the weirdness, like they have multiple writers. They have like science fiction writers. Uh, I forget his name. He was he was very popular. Tom. Nigel Neal, I believe. Yes. Um, just for having the balls to like add science fiction and mysticism and like slasher elements story like sure it's schlocky as hell I, i'll give it an eight story yeah. wise yeah like they swung for the fence on that one no 100 100 percent. and then like when like mix it with the characters so that like to give the out of 10 they are i almost feel like the characters are a reflection of how wacky the story is so like yeah like dan chalice oh my god he's like the most memorable maybe character in all of halloween besides laurie strode like i actually ordered a tom atkins um autographed halloween three uh photo still last night just that's how much i like it and that's how much of an impact he's made it actually wanted his autograph so <laughs> i and him and even ellie greenbridge even though i mean she's i mean she's obviously just like a love interest and she's just there but like connell cochran like i i wouldn't be able to name these people forever and like i didn't have some type of either admiration or enjoyment from them so i think yeah 
characters. Yeah. Like yeah. Okay. So, so I'll put an eight out of 10 for like the combination then for you. Yeah. That's, that's fine. Overall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to say eight out of 10. Um, I, the characters are like you're saying, like we, we wouldn't remember these people's names if this movie wasn't a good movie. Um, the biggest, the biggest thing I guess that you would have to compare would be um, Connell Cochran versus Michael Myers, which you can't really do um, because they're not like a one-to-one of each other. Um, no. But Daniel Hurley gives a fantastic performance as oh, Connell. Yeah. Um, no, he's he's creepy in a different way from Michael Myers. And like one of my favorite scenes in that movie is with uh, Tom Atkins. It, he's like um, strapped down to the chair and uh Cochran's he's doing like a speech about like the history of Halloween and then yeah. like he has the mask on and then he like puts on John Carpenter's Halloween he goes oh and Mr. Chalice uh, happy Halloween and he shuts the light off like it's just perfect like and it's it so... does the little Halloween theme there the yeah little, exactly. like a couple notes and oh man yeah it it's so great well. it, it's fantastic like I I know that there's still people that don't like this movie but they're fucking stupid because like all right, whatever, fine. Like, you're not an audience going in in 1982. Like, you know Michael Myers yeah. isn't in the movie, so, like, you have no excuse for not liking it. Like, if, if you don't like the horror genre, fine, I get it, but, like, these are horror fans being like, no, I won't watch that because Michael Myers isn't in it. Just so fucking stupid. I can't stand it. Um, so, yeah, eight, 8 out of 10 for me for that. I yeah. am, too, going to say 8 out of 10. Perfect. Um, big things, like, obviously, seeing Tom Atkins, um, He's he's no matter what he's in, he's just he gives 110%. He's such a fun character to watch. Like, I remember when he showed up in, in Drive 3D. Um, the which one is that? The Nicolas Cage one, right? Yeah, I think. Anyways, yeah, oh, Drive Angry. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, when he shows up and he's just it's like this dickhead cop almost, I'm like, that is so awesome because like it made me think of Night of the Creeps. He's kind of like, um, a cocky cop and he's just like making all these jokes and everything yeah. and then like yeah dan o'hurley is incredible yeah, Ab- yeah. and i'm remember- really good at that role too especially since he ended up playing the same role in robocop yeah. yeah that's what i mean like that's what i was just about to say like i remember seeing him then and then when i watched robocop i was like holy shit it's the same people and there's like <laughs> a big time like watching some of these movies because like a lot of people started off in, in horror and and whatnot and then you see them in other movies i remember getting excited about that and i was like oh i know them from this like there's even um what's his name um al barry so Al Berry, I think he has a small role in Halloween 3, but he is the first doctor in Reanimator where his eyes explode out of his head. Really? Yeah, and I remember... Kind wow, of, I should know his name, too. I remember my dad telling me about that. I was like, oh, that's so cool because like that's such a big scene in Reanimator. It's right off the bat. <laughs> and you just see this guy like screaming and his eyes pop. And then my dad's like, yeah, he's in Halloween 3. And then uh, he, I think he pointed out to me, I was like, man what the fuck like that's so cool (laughs) yeah but like the big thing is like for me is tom atkins and dan they're just like i wish they had more stuff together interactions in the movie leading men like tom atkins anymore and that is a damn shame yeah no i know and like sure like he he's a handsome dude but like he's not like overly attractive like he's not like brad pitt in world war z right so (laughs) He's like a bad dad. 
Like, yeah, exactly. I, he reminds you of your dad. Like, if your dad came to save you, like, I mean, he is the dad in Creep Show. I mean, exactly. I was that's just gonna say that too. Fathers, like, that's why God made fathers. Like, <laughs> that's, that's how I associate him. I mean, because I guess that probably is his first horror movie, Creep Show. Because I came out in what eighty. You're like the Romero guys, right? Like, it's eighty two. So it, it was just it, after this one. After the fog, then too. But yeah, because yeah, the the fog would have been his first. Eighty one. Yeah. Fog's eighty, so it, it, eighty, oh, and, then, right, yeah. and then this is eighty-two, and then Creepshow as well is eighty-two. But he had a run. I mean, imagine being yeah. in all those movies. Yeah, being in the Fog, Creepshow, Halloween Two, Night of the Creeps. If within like five, six years, yeah. well, now I guess Night of the Creeps is eighty-eight or eighty-seven, I think. But yeah, yeah, still like the, the decade of the eighties, though. Like he was like the leading man of that <laughs> decade, right? We need to bring him back. The hundred percent. But... <laughs> um, okay, so for Halloween three, obviously it's a little bit difficult for us to compare the masks. But um, I guess out of five, like, how would you guys rank those three masks? Like, do you guys like five. all three or not? I would give five. I I love them. I love them. They're equally as iconic. Well, almost equally as iconic, given the stigma that Halloween three has as yeah. as the Michael Myers mask. Like I. I see those three, and the fact that it's three masks instead of one, I find that pretty interesting, and that they're not the mask of a killer, but they are killer masks. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're actually like a plot device in themselves, and not yeah. just like a piece of article of clothing that the, the killer wears. Like, yes, yeah. I, I'd give it five easy. Yeah, yeah, that's valid. I, I would say a four for me. Um, just because I'm not overly crazy about the witch one. I know that's so stupid to nitpick, but that's my least favorite of the three. Um, but um, what I love too is like when Tommy Lee Wallace is talking about it, he's like, yeah, like the concept was, was like, these were the Halloween three because like the movie's called Halloween three yeah. and those are the Halloween three masks, right? So I, I, th- I think that that's really cool. Um, Evan out of five for the mask. So I'm going to go with four too. Yeah, and I think like the big thing about it was like, um, all three of them, the colors really stand out and they pop. Like the orange is very orange, and the green is very green, and like the skull is white, but like you see like on the cheekbones, like a little bit of the black and whatnot. It really yeah. does stick out, and I like. Yeah, that. yeah, 100%. and that fucking commercial, man, with the masks, uh, yeah. it just like you're like, oh yeah, you hear that, and then you think of the masks. And then you think of the movie and everything yeah. just like that jingle literally ties everything together, I think, for me personally. Yeah. And once you see what the masks can do when they're wearing them, I think that's like a really kind of cool thing as well. Because like, I mean, when um, was it Buddy Jr. Yeah. When he just like his fucking head just turns into roaches, yeah. crickets, snakes, spiders, everything. It's everything. Like, holy nasty. shit. And when he's pulling it apart too, I even like that. It almost looks like a like a like a gelatin or something. Cause when he's pulling it, it just does like that weird kind of pull apart. Almost like a wet napkin, kind of maybe like a big wet wet napkin. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's just like the colors really pop. And that's that's what I remember from them too, is just how bright. And everything's kind of like not bright in the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They they definitely stand out um okay so atmosphere and direction out of five i'm gonna say it's a perfect five out of five for me 
I it has I, I kind of agree with the atmosphere. Um, direction. It, it's kind of hard for me to tell almost because I feel like a lot of it is guided by the the score. Like it has my second favorite score of all the Halloween movies. Like I feel like the Halloween three. In fact, I listen to Cherry to Pumpkins like more almost as much as I do. Exactly. Yeah. And that almost is like cheating because it kind of almost directs the, the scene itself. I I I'm only just one point behind it. Also, I would say fourth. Okay. Great atmosphere. Um, there are some questionable stuff about like Dan Chalice's like child rearing skills or being a deadbeat. I don't know if that's right. supposed to be intentional or not. I feel like it is intentional. Right. But and there's a few things that are like little loose ends and I'm like, ah, this maybe should have been been explained better, but right. As far as like atmosphere and feeling like a Halloween movie, like when a movie not a Halloween franchise, but a movie about Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I would like, give it a four. Yeah, like the the scene that that I'm thinking of specifically is the montage when it's like building up to Halloween, and then it shows like all the kids out trick or treating yes. across the country. Like that's definitely like one of the best scenes in the movie. I agree. That's Tommy Lee Wallace saying, "Yeah," and the band that drives by too saying to to get home to watch the big giveaway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Evan, out of five, atmosphere and direction. Um. I'd say four. Yeah. Just because, like, <clears throat> like, if you were to, like, if we were, like, somehow able to do this when we were younger, I mean, I'm sure we would all change our minds. Like, I hated this movie at first. Right. <laughs> I really didn't like it. And, be- and it's because I was, like, naive and young. And I was only thinking about Michael Myers, right? Right. But like as you get older, you, you learn to appreciate things, and it is a fucking great movie. Like yeah. it is so much fun to watch. And like we just had its 40th anniversary this year, which was really exciting because like no matter what, these movies are gonna get older, but like we're alive now and we get to kind of experience those things. Like I remember seeing a bunch of people on my Facebook be like, Oh, it's 40 years of like this great movie, and I'm like, Yeah, it is great. Like, yeah, it really <laughs> is fun, and yeah. it's so nice that it people came around to it, including myself. Where I'm like, I can just watch it and be like, this is a fun movie and I enjoy it for what it is. But yeah, it's like, there is like some weird things. Like, I remember when Tom Atkins runs into the bum and he's just like telling him, like, hey, hear me crying. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. the fuck is this guy doing? Why is he here? Like, who cares? Like, I'm pretty sure he's going to find out no matter what. But then they, they just like rip that guy's head off. And I was like, I'm all for that. Yeah, but like that was kind of like some weird like this is just me being stupid and kind of like perverted. I was like, man, they're gonna rape this man. <laughs> just caught this <laughs> hobo down on his knees and Dick Warlock standing there with his hands. If this turns into yeah. some weird shit, I'm turning it off. But yeah, they just like rip his head off. I was like, okay, there we go. That's good. But yeah, I like I like the feel of it. And I like that it builds up to Halloween because like even right now like this like right now just the feeling of october you get that feeling in the movie and it's just fun to watch and it's exciting so that's why i get you know my scores well yeah 100 percent um sorry hold on one second okay um suspense and kills out of 10 
Mm. Well, it's hard for it to have suspense because you really don't know until the third, the end of the third act, what's at stake. Yeah. More mystery. Yeah, exactly. Mystery and suspense, but the it's more mystery than anything. But the kills are so good that I'm going to override the lack of mystery because the kills, I didn't see this movie. Like I saw this movie in 2012, I think I guess on killer, like killer was like running the well drive. Like, what do we have? Right. They played it like like fucking four blocks straight of just Halloween. I was like, Hey, I've never watched it. It's late. Whatever. I'll watch it. Like I sat down and watched them. I was actually shocked. Because at first I was like, oh, man, this, this seems really good. And then I was like, Jesus, this is like violent. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is crazy violence. Like, I had no idea. I probably would have watched this. Like, I'm not the biggest gore hound in the world. I'm more like atmosphere and, and like yeah. set up and all that stuff. Me but too, like, yeah. Like, the kills in it are so freaking like barbaric that like, I would give the kill a five easily just because they're so gross. Like, yeah. Well, like there's insects and snakes involved and stuff and just... <laughs> <laughs> when Dick Warlock pulls the hobo's head off, it makes a weird comical splat. It's like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. very strange sound effect. And it's like, you can kind of see like the bad rubber cut from when he pulls his head off. It almost looks like he pulled a plastic mask off. It was just, yeah, yeah. really. I mean, like the yeah. gore, and like then you get that really cool blood splurt. So yeah. it's like, we're like, oh, this is pretty cool. I, it probably. Other than a Halloween that is later in this franchise, I would say Halloween 3 has my second favorite kills. And, like, they are neck and neck. So, right. I would give it... I'll give it 5. It's out of 10. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, oh, it's fine. It's, it's the kills and the suspense, right? Exactly. Okay, so I, give it, I would give it... I'll give the kills 5, and I'll give the uh, mystery suspense part. I'll give that, like, a 2. So, so seven. a seven total. Seven, yes. I'd say that I'd say it's probably about a six for me. Um, like you're saying, there's not really any. <coughs> excuse me. There's not really any like major suspenseful moments or anything like that. Um, and the kills are pretty spread out. Um, but I mean, like, just for the the spiders and bugs and <laughs> snakes alone, I'd I'd probably have to say it's about a six. So that's that's what I'm going with. That's that's where I'm at too, and it's pretty much and not in a bad way, but it's three for like the last act when you everything kind of comes out. Yeah, and then three for the kills because they're good. Like I mean, uh, when they break um, what's her name? Ellie. Ellie's uh, yeah. dad's oh, nose oh. when they like pull the nose out. Oh yeah. Uh, um, you know, uh, the guy goes in the car and sets himself on fire. Obviously, yeah. you don't see much of it, but you know what's happening. Yeah, for sure. Um. The hobo, I mean, uh, Buddy Junior, and then like one that we really haven't mentioned is uh, the sales, the saleswoman in, in oh, the yeah. Marge. Yeah, Marge playing around with the. That's that's the probably chip. my favorite role in the movie. And I remember I was like, "Are we like you just see the beam of light hit her, and then it just cuts away?" And I was like, oh, "Fuck, I I really hope we go back and see it." And you just see her shaking and trembling, yeah, and then the pull it's out, you hear up. that. It's like you just hear that like weird noise, and then the the bees or like the wasps or something like, yeah crawl just crawling her across her yeah i'm like oh man that one was probably the best one for like 
just in in terms of like the, obviously the makeup. Yeah, and 100%. It's so quick. Like, I think you see her face for maybe 10 seconds, maybe 15. And then Dan is just like, oh, don't worry. We're going to take her back to the, the factory where she'll get the most, you know, the best treatment possible. And you're like, there's nothing. Like, that woman's dead. You're just a lying bastard. There's no way she's coming back from that. No, exactly. <laughs> they straight up told a lie. Like, she has the the freaking gurney, and they have the covers pulled over like she's a cadaver, and they're like, yeah, oh, exactly. gonna <laughs> yeah, she's going to be fine. Make her be at least a little bit exposed in so people don't think she's a, a dead slab, basically. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, That's soundtrack. Um, out of five, what would you guys rate it? Five. Me too. It, yeah, it, it's my second favorite. Of I, I actually, I maybe even listen to Halloween three soundtrack more than the original, just yeah. because like what we talked about the original, or how you kind of get the same beats over and over again. Yeah, like Halloween three. I think I think that's peak John Carpenter. Yeah, I yeah I completely agree. I yeah, think we're so all in agreement for it. I think it's five across the board. Five out of five for all yeah. of us. Yeah, that's because great. it is different too, and like yeah, so we were saying. Like digital sounds to it like the yep. the opening like the, and it's making the like printing noises almost like yeah yeah, yeah. it was like fantastic. you were saying with with halloween too how it kind of went electronic a bit and they just like stayed with it yeah and it works so much for halloween 3 because it's it's such a different movie so it deserves such a different soundtrack but then like i said there's like that little you know like like four or five notes when um yes. saying happy halloween and that kind of was like that was nice i was like there we go we get to hear it at least in some in some point yeah but yeah it's such a different soundtrack and it's fun it's fun to listen to yeah I, yeah i completely agree i also it is one of my most listened to horror soundtracks so it's definitely a five out of five for me um Moving on, and we should probably, I as much as I'm enjoying these conversations, we, we should probably speed through them a little bit more because we're only on Halloween 4 now. We've already been talking for almost an hour. Yes, so. there, are, there are 13 movies. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so for Halloween 4, for story and characters out of 10, I'm going to say it's a 4. Um, this is another really disappointing entry to me because it just rehashes so much of the original movie. I actually really like Halloween 4. Um, I watched it pretty frequently as a kid. I actually had it on VHS. Story and characters, I actually would probably give it a 7. Yeah. I, uh, I really am invested in Ellie Cornell as uh, as Rachel. I really yeah. like her. Obviously, Daniel Harris. Uh, yeah. Maybe one of the best child actors of all time. So 100%. I, I really like Jamie Lloyd. She's She's roughly about my age, so that was kind of almost like a surrogate character for me to be, you know, like to see on screen. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy Halloween for it. Right, I don't love it, but I like it a whole lot. Right, Evan, out of ten. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna go with five. Okay. Um, I mean, the opening was great. The opening is fucking great. Exactly, <laughs> and like them transferring michael um yeah it's like you said it's a lot of rehash but i think they were like oh because you know three didn't do so well back then to like we need to go back yeah and do what was making it work 
Yep. And they did it, and it it obviously it made tons of money. It was like one of the biggest so far. I think it made the most money. Like it was up there with number number one. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, it's just little things like the the drugstore. Like I I always like going into places like where you don't expect like Halloween shit to be in there. Right. <laughs> and then you get to look at it, and like I really like that whole scene. Yeah. But yeah, it's. It's it's rehashing, but there's like a couple little different things. Yeah. I get enjoyment out of it. It's fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the mask and shape out of five. I don't know if everyone oh. wants to jump in first. There we go. Oh. <laughs> Everybody's like, God damn. I wish they could digitally alter like how people want to get rid of the digitally altered Star Wars things with like yeah. the rock and all that stuff. Yeah. I wish they would actually redirect that towards Halloween four and like superimpose a good looking mask yeah. onto it it is my least favorite mask yeah whatever your lowest rating is uh i won't give it zero i'll give it i'll give it one one I'll give yeah it one. i'm as giving it a two <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah, okay. fair a, i mean that's a, that's fair it, it, it's i think it's all i think it's the worst mask in the franchise I agree. Well, actually, no, I, I don't 100% agree. I, We're going to get to the worst one in a, in a couple of sequels. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Evan knows what's up. <laughs> okay, so um, I am going to give it... I'm going to kind of base it off two things. So I like when he's got the bandages on his head. I don't know. It looks cool. Yeah. Um, When he kills that first uh, mechanic. Yeah. I don't know. He just... Even then, he... Like when you see him turn and look down, it's like almost kind of robotic, but again, it's almost like normal movement as well. Yeah. Um, so I like that. And then yeah, the mask is just so weird looking. Yeah. Like obviously you know it's Michael Myers, but then there's like the part in the schoolhouse where it's just like, oh, he just had time to bleach his hair and he's just yeah, got like exactly. <laughs> blonde hair now. Exactly. But like I'm gonna say, like, um for a while. Like a long while there, uh, George P. Wilbur was one of my favorite um, actors to play Michael, and he was the first one to play him twice. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't I mind him. It. I liked him. I agree with liking George P. Wilbur because I do like him in Curse. Yeah, exactly. I think he is a good. I think he is good at playing Michael. Uh, I just, I just didn't like the costume of Michael yeah. and Ford. He and, has and like even the. Like yeah, it, kind of a, Evan, what's your what's your number so I can jot it down? Out of five. Say? Out of five. Okay, I'll say I'll say four, kind of for both. Oh. Like I like oh, the wow. way he looked at okay. with the the uh, the bandages and yep. then the mask. Like I didn't mind it, but it's not great. Bandages are at least refreshed. It's it's something new. Like if he was in the bandages the whole entire movie. And like even the, like the the scrubs, I it would probably be a, even more enjoyable. Even though yeah. people would bitch because it's not Michael Myers. It's so stupid. But it's a it, different it, costume. What are you doing? It's it, it's so funny though because like is Michael Myers the character or is he the costume? Because like I, costume. I, I a lot I, of people. I I completely agree with what you're saying. Is that like yeah, it would have been cool if he had the bandages and then like um like the hospital gown on that would have been a really cool look but obviously they can't do that but then in halloween ends they try to put someone else in the costume they're like well that's not michael myers and it's like oh my god guys like what is it to you like i don't get it 
the one thing too I didn't like about the jumpsuit it was like corduroy, so it had like those lines going down. It looked like yes, they're so visible. Hey, it was so strange. I'm like that's uh, in stripes. <laughs> yeah, it was like so weird. Dude. Um, okay, so uh, atmosphere and direction out of five. I like the atmosphere. I I I like Dwight Little's direction. I mean, I know the name of the director. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like it enough to where I'm like, he did pretty good, and he did another horror movie. I want to say a few years later to, and it was something I really like. But I I would say four. Didn't he also do a Phantom of the Opera remake with Robert Englund as the Phantom? I know, I know that I I know that movie. I cannot tell you who the director is, but he had very well possibly. I yeah. I am familiar with that movie. Yeah. Sorry, I you said I, you said it was it was a four for you for atmosphere and direction. Yes. Okay, I agree completely. Um, I'm not a big fan of the movie in general, but I do agree that it does have really good atmosphere, and it very much reminds me of the Halloween season, of course. It so. does so much. It feels cold almost, even. Like, you uh, absolutely. Feel like it. Yeah. Evan, what about you? Um, four, mainly for the opening. Yeah. <laughs> Title exactly. sequence alone deserves it. Yeah. Um, it's just so weird. And it wasn't the theme. It was just like that weird like, kind of low, almost like you can tell like wind is blowing and like yeah. dark and even yeah. though it's light out, it still feels dark and like kind of strange. But that for that opening title sequence alone, it's a four. Yeah. Um, okay. Suspense and kills out of ten. I would probably say it's pretty good suspense. Um, and I like the kills. I mean, it has a kill. It's he becomes the first slasher villain to use a, a gun. But yeah. not use a gun. Um, <laughs> yeah. I would I would say a four. Yeah. I, I like the kills. They're they're decent enough. Yeah. I'm gonna say a three because again, I don't find any of the scenes suspenseful really. Um, and then the kills are pretty subpar and not memorable, with the exception of like the Kelly Meeker one where she gets impaled with the shotgun because you really think for a second that Michael's gonna use a shotgun and then he just stabs her right through the stomach. So <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, Evan, what about you? So I'm gonna go four. Okay. Mainly for Kelly's kill and then Brady's kill because of the I always remember when they were talking about it on like the extras again. It's like it's just lighting where it yeah. makes it look like he's like pushing his fingers through him. Yeah. And then you hear the bones cracking. It's like, oh, that's so cool. So like yeah. for those two alone, it's like two for each. All yeah. the other ones are like whatever, it's normal slasher shit, like getting stabbed with a pole or something. exactly. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna 4.5 okay. because the guy who gets the thumb through the forehead yeah and oh, the yeah. ambulance and you just see the blood drip out that that one's another good one i can't believe i almost forgot about that and i would <laughs> like to add something to my my score is still the same yeah but i do think it does have some suspense because the roof rooftop chase of michael chasing rachel and jamie across the roof where she has to shimmy her down with the cable i actually do find it somewhat suspenseful especially i mean like it's not like she survives getting off the, the roof unscathed. Like yeah. Rachel straight up gets chucked off the roof and is out of the game for a while in it. So did like, you know that the house was supposed to be on fire when that was happening? I did not. 
Yeah, that's how the script that was, was written. Even more suspenseful. Yeah, was that like he caused like a fire to happen in the house? That's why they kept having to leave through the upstairs, and then that's why they had to go out out of the roof. But the house was supposed to be burning while he he was attacking them. So I'm kind of glad they cut it because he's a little too smart in this one. Like he cuts right. off all their telecommunications, their power. Like yeah, and it's all by chance. It, yeah, it's exactly. not by by plan. He's like, oh, I accidentally hit a pole, and now right. I got no telephones. Exactly. And now shit, he bumped me into the fucking transformers, and now they're not like. <laughs> Exactly. He's lucked way too much into that stuff at that point, but yeah, that's yeah, all I want. Sure. Uh, okay, so soundtrack out of five. I like Alan Howland's uh, solo stuff. It's there's no nothing. Here's the thing: it is memorable to me because it is all ambient. Like yes. there's no. Like tunes, no one's gonna say like, like it's nothing that you're gonna hum to yourself, but yeah. it's all like very atmospheric, and it ties very much into the movie. Like they yeah. just pair it together so good. I don't catch myself listening to the soundtrack as much as the others, but that's because it doesn't really lend itself to solo listening like the others do. But right. in the context of the movie, I actually really do like it. Right. I would probably say. Is my third or fourth favorite soundtrack in the Halloween franchise. Wow. Um, I think as far as the movie goes, I will give it a four. Okay. Um, I'm a little less favorable on this one, so I'm going to say two out of five for it. Um, I find that there's like a childish quality to it that I'm not a huge fan of. Um the sound is just off and a little bit too light for me. It doesn't really feel like a horror movie with the exception of like those, like, um, like dreamscape type, um, atmospheric tracks that you're talking about. Like those are good, but well, like when he's doing the actual like versions of, um, Oh yeah. Like, see, I don't actually, yeah. I don't like the actual versions of the Halloween. Theme yeah. It's, it's, it, it's not great. I find. So yeah, that's why it gets a two for me. Uh, what about you, Evan? I'm going to give it a three. Three. Yeah. Because, hey, like, he's split. He's uh, meeting us all halfway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like. I think one of the things I look forward to in these movies are the intros and how they're changing the Halloween theme. Like, I do like the Halloween theme a little bit, but I think it's mainly because it was just different. It was cool to hear somebody else like another take on it, and they did it differently, and it wasn't yeah. the exact same. But it's not anywhere near. Right, as good as the original one, obviously. But then, okay. yeah, like some of the other songs, I don't really like fucking remember that much. Right. Unless I'm obviously watching that, I'm like, oh, okay, that, that I remember exactly. This now, but exactly, yeah. Um, all right, this is where it's gonna start to get controversial. Um, the <laughs> Halloween five, uh, for story and characters out of 10, I'm gonna, I am very vocally Uh-oh. a huge opponent of Halloween five. Um, uh, yeah. I, I fucking love Halloween five. It is my favorite Myers sequel. Um, so honestly for story and characters, I'm going to say it's a seven out of 10. Um, I, I like it. I don't, I, I don't really understand how people say it's their least favorite or like the worst. I don't find that at all. I find it almost on par with Halloween four. Like I think they make really good companion pieces. I will say a six out of seven. Ooh, wait a minute. 
if, if we got to bring characters into it, I'll say five, just because Tina is the worst character. A fucking I, idiot. Can um, I? Okay, I so he, so much. But if it weren't for that, every everything else, as far as like the the movie itself, I I I actually like it. Tina brings it down a notch. Here's my but, controversial opinion about that: is that I think that in Halloween oh. five, I like Tina better than Rachel in Halloween four. Really? That is yeah. pretty controversial. <laughs> and that's the end of, we're going to stop the show right there. <laughs> uh, okay, Rachel, yeah. I genuinely do love Rachel. Uh, they, even if, even if you do like Tina, like, I don't think Rachel should have died. Like, no, I agree. That doesn't I necessarily agree. mean that Tina should have died either. I mean, like, you can have more than, I know it's called Final Girl, but like, you can have two, like, you, you can make rules up. That's the thing about it. Like, <laughs> movie you should be somewhat creative exactly I, there's some weird quality about halloween five that i like that it, it seems very mean-spirited yeah i don't know what it is it seems and i don't know if it's because the director is uh was it dominique hoffman gerard yeah that's his name yeah yeah he, he did a lot of art stuff and like that scene of michael he almost seems like death like it's weird he has like I don't even hate the mask. Right. Like, it, I yep. I know. I, so it looks it looks very morose almost. Yeah. And, but yeah, I agree. Um, Evan, out of ten, what do you rate Halloween five? So I'll go five. Okay, that's fine. Um, you can go okay. five. <laughs> like the same thing again with one to two, the continuation. Yeah. I love that. Um yeah, when I remember watching it and like even the pumpkin carving, that was uh, when they do it in the beginning. That was like kind of cool. I was like, "What the hell's going on at first? Yeah, then yeah. you see the pumpkin at the end, and it, you know they shoot him, and then he's crawling out. And I remember like, oh, "Okay, well, I know he just falls down, and then they leave." Yeah, but then you see him crawling out. And it's like you guys are you don't even know. Yeah, exactly. And they throw the bomb, and it blows up, and then the theme kicks in, yeah. and then he's floating down the river. I'm like, I love this. I'm so for it. This is so fun. Yeah, and then yeah. he meets the mountain man, and then boom, he just falls over. You're like, yeah, what the hell? Yeah, and exactly. then I think it's a year later. Yeah, and the thing, it's like honestly, I don't. The mask looks fine. Obviously, it looks way better yeah. than four. Yeah, yeah. The yes, thing I, that's I, so I, fucking goofy is like he's got like there's a weird, crazy, wacky hair just because like it's been wet and I guess the hair didn't dry properly. But he's got like this weird, like almost like uh, an explosion went off and his hair went flying back like in a cartoon. Yeah. yeah. And he's just killing the mountain man. And I just see his hair and I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> it just yeah. looks so funny. Well, I mean, that yeah. that brings us perfectly into the next segment. So the mask and shape. So I'm going to say it's a four out of five for me. I love um, Don Shank's portrayal, and I love the mask. I the mask ain't so bad. I don't hate the mask. I don't love the mask. Yeah. Um, I'll give the mask and Don Shanks. I'll give them three out of five. Okay. Perfect. Um, I actually kind of like Don Shanks's portrayal of Michael Myers with the mask off, like the the very limited amount of time we get. Yeah. Like he does humanize him pretty good. Yeah. Like if anyone else like tried to do it, they'd probably be very robotic. But it it, it has hints of like original Michael Myers, his speediness yeah. and angriness, and like I said, he seems like has like a, a, a hatred to him almost, which it, it ties into I guess 
I know they just slapped the title on it, but the revenge of Michael Myers, like it yeah. does seem like he is out for revenge in that movie. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I agree. Um, Evan, out of five. Okay, so I'll do I'll do four okay. because like Don is he's physically built. Yeah, and it suits Michael, and I think that's the first time we got somebody who was like a bit bigger. Yeah, you can see it in his, his shoulders, his chest, everything. Yeah, but yeah, like that. The scene with Michael and Lauren, the first one when he's going to the top of the stairs and looking down. Yeah, is like part five when he has his mask off, and you see him freak out, back up, put yeah. the mask back I on. I love and that. He's scene. just losing his fucking mind, and it's like okay. And then he throws he's the not fucking just a casket. Killer, like, yeah, he's like something else is there. Like he's responding completely that we've never seen him do that. And the way he responds is like, oh man, this is just makes him even more terrifying now. Cause like exactly. he's obviously snapped and he's killing people, but he just snapped again and he's not having any of it. Exactly. Exactly. And that part alone, like, even when you see, like I remember I was like, whoa, what the fuck is happening? Like, why is he crying? But like yeah. you see the tear roll now, like, man, he's something's in there. Yeah. Even if it's a tiny, tiny bit. And yeah. then Daniel Harris reaches over and is like, that's all gone. You just messed yeah. everything up. And exactly. he's fully animal again. Like, yeah. Yeah, that alone, that whole part where even when he just says uncle and he kind of stops and he's looking, yeah. he's like, whoa, 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 what is he doing? Yeah. It's exactly. just worth it. It's it's a great scene. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, okay. So for atmosphere and direction, I give it a five out of five. I think that this movie feels like a gothic horror movie when it could just oh, be yeah. a typical slasher. I fucking love the style to this movie. I I will give it a four out of five. I, I think it is almost as atmospheric to me as Halloween four. Like I said, like I actually watched five before four. Yeah. And like I watched them pretty much immediately. Yeah. And they both kind of seem like the same movie to me. But right. with the exception is the mass. So right. <laughs> um I will give it a four out of five. I liked it. Um, it does feel very it has it's like a weird sinister feel to it. I mean, even Loomis is sinister in it. Like he's not even like a comfort at that point. No, like, he's just as fucking crazy as Michael is now. Like, yeah, like, exactly. There's no comfort into it, like Jamie is not in a good place no. Lewis is not in a good place no. Rachel is dead like it, it has a lot of the same qualities I like about Rob Zombie's Halloween too. It's, it's, it has bleakness to it and I like that I, I liked that even when I was a kid and I watched it I was like man this is kind of dark like yeah. it, I don't know if it tried to be but it just reminded me a lot of like just pure death almost like there's no fun to it like that's probably a stupid thing to say about slasher, but it just seems very <laughs> mean spirited, and I kind of like that. It seems like sinister. Yeah, I agree. Like I love that whole scene where uh, Loomis is uh, carrying Jamie. He's like, "Let's play catch the little girl." Yeah, it's great. <laughs> okay, so what is this out of again? Uh, it's out of five. Okay, so I'll give it. Um... I'll give it a four. I'd say Fair. four. Yeah. There's obviously like the the scene with um Daniel and 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 Don. Yeah. 
Um, Don. Oh, I was like, Don, are you referring yeah. to Donald Pleasance as Don now? <laughs> no. And then um, the part that I really like the way it's shot is when they're in the, the barn and yeah. Michael yeah. is kind of lurking with the scythe. Yeah. And then the whole like ending when Loomis snaps. And even that part too, like he got close to Michael. Yeah, and then Michael he reaches for him. Yeah. And you almost think like, well, we had that moment back then. Is he gonna have another moment? And he like kind of opens his hand to give him the knife, and then last second just changes his mind. Yeah. But like that whole ending is fucking bonkers. Yeah. Lo- Loomis has lost his mind. He's insane now. And like, I mean, rightfully so with all the shit he's gone through. But he's so smart at what he's doing in order to get him downstairs and kind of trap him. But like that whole part where he's just like, die, die. Yeah. And he's yeah. just like smoking him with a gun. Like you see him. And then he and then he falls and Loomis just kind of lands on him and looks at him. He's like, I think he just like kind of like, all right, I got him now. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah, exactly. And then one last thing we just talk about like this crazy ending where this man comes with like this Tommy gun type thing. Yeah. And just starts shooting. Like I remember being like, what is happening? And then <laughs> they just bust Michael out of jail. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. I remember being like so curious as to what they were going to do next. Yeah. Okay. Um. So number four for suspense and kills out of 10. I'm going to say it's an 8.5. The kills in this movie aren't fantastic, but anybody that knows me knows that the laundry shoot chase scene in this movie is like the top chase scene in this entire series. So (laughs) it's an 8.5 for me. I'm going to give it a... I'm going to get a 7. I I actually actually instinctively would like to give it a 6 because I, I kind of agree that the kills aren't that great. I do love the laundry or the laundry shoot scene, but I'm going to give it one extra point just because kind of like what I did with Halloween too, where they kept all the kills sort of like themed with uh, hospital stuff. It's like a weird thing with Halloween five that all the, the killing instruments are like harvest related. He uses a scythe. He uses a, uh, a trowel. Yeah. And he, um, pitchfork like everything he uses like farming equipment and it like ties into the harvest and yeah. i really like that because it seems like i said it seems very like dark and sinister like like grim reaper like even when he's holding the scythe and that yeah. mask it looks very much like a heavy metal cover almost like yeah, oh, yeah. Like that. he looks like 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 when you see swedish interpretations of death almost yeah. like that's what it kind of reminds me almost like an abstract type thing like yeah i've always kind of liked that image of him holding the scythe and from what I've heard, we were absolutely robbed of the full version of that because the intent was that the scythe goes through Sammy's cheek and her head. So, like, that would have been awesome. But I, I'm yeah. going to give it a seven. And what about you, Evan? Uh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the same thing. I like pretty much what really, like, Cody said I'm thinking it's good I like um, yeah just like that whole like look of him especially before he swings at Sammy when he's standing there with the scythe so menacing um, yeah. and yeah I, I'm, I'm gonna go with seven. seven I think it fits perfect 
Okay, hold on one second. Okay, uh, soundtrack out of five. This this is actually pretty pretty low for me. Really? I yeah. Other than the opening music of him cutting the pumpkin, and then like the ending credits music. Yeah, I the really ending credits solid. I I really like the ending credit music, and that's the same with Halloween Four. I there are movies I actually watch the credits for because the the outro tracks are actually really good. Uh, Halloween Five is not my least favorite soundtrack wise, but it's it's down there. Uh, really, that's crazy. yes. It, it's probably my second to least favorite. It's not that it's bad. I like Alan Howard's work. It's just I I'm I'm having to think to you know it's, like I'm actually trying it's to have the to clown shoe song, isn't it? It's it's oh, the, the cop theme. Oh. Oh man! Now I definitely want to lower it down a point. I, I don't two. Okay, I'm gonna say it's a four for me. It's actually one of my favorite scores of the series. I love the like haunting tracks of it, like when um like the slow uh, piano theme, like in the scene when when Jamie's in the casket. and um stuff like that like i I love all the scores to play for that what about you evan out of five i'm gonna go i'm gonna go three uh the pumpkin carving like that like bit of piece of music that leads up into the theme yeah i really enjoy and then the end credits yeah obviously (laughs) like it's so good yeah yeah i'm gonna say three one and a half for each like part yeah fair enough um okay moving on to halloween six we uh, i know i said it last time but we should really (laughs) try to fly through these as fast as we can um story and characters out of 10 uh story and characters story fucking two (laughs) i I have a lot of nostalgia for this movie yeah story is not one like (laughs) i go back and watch I watch both cuts every year. I'm just like, God, dude, like it's it, it, as much as I love it. Cause it was the first horror movie I ever saw in theaters. Like, yeah. Uh, it, it has the most convoluted, hard to follow story that really it, it's just slop um, characters. If uh, I, it's hard to say because if that was not Paul Rudd and he was not playing Tommy Doyle, I don't even know if I would like that character that like, it, it's just the whole fact that it is Paul Rudd playing, <laughs> tommy doyle like i think it's such a weird portrayal of the character too like i think it's totally bizarre like his acting in it is really just awful and i love paul rudd i just as that character i'm just like what the fuck is he doing he's almost like like an emo kid kind of he looks like he's 38 (laughs) i know but like he's just like one of those weird kids keeps to himself yeah like yeah, those pre-stream weirdos like like i was only i was a 22 year old but i also have to say i i always have to stick up for paul Rudd. he's a local guy uh i've i have friends who have met him out yeah. and about and he is exactly what you would think he would be just right. from their account so that's great i kind of I have i'm partial to him anyway just because of that but yeah yeah this as much as i have there are other good things i had to say about chris michael myers but it sucks story wise. <laughs> it's 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 not the lowest, second lowest. I'd say it's the second lowest. 
So out so, of ten for story and characters. Uh two two story one characters a three. I'll I'll give it a three. Okay. Uh Evan. Uh, okay, so this movie is really hard to judge. And a big part of it is because of uh, Joe Chappelle, who is the director. Yes. Who was just like a dickhead piece of shit who just did this movie so he could get a deal for two other movies. Yeah. So this literally came with like his package, I guess. he It was a Halloween movie he had to do and then he could go off and do two other movies, whatever he wanted to do, I'm pretty sure. Whatever like idea he had. So it's like it's not like the other ones. There's not a whole lot of love put into this, but what saves it is uh, Daniel Ferns, who wrote and is like a huge fan. And I'm obviously we watched the cut that came out when it came out. So it was got like that weird guitar stuff. And at the time <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so weird. I don't yeah. I don't know if I like it or not. And like the weird stroby um hospital, I guess, whatever the fuck that is, massacre yeah. with that like that huge ass knife. And um the weird ending where it's like Paul Rudd's like hitting him, but it's like all those weird flashes of him getting hit. Yeah. <laughs> That make absolutely no sense. But then you watch the producer's cut, which is the superior cut, and it puts a little bit more story into it. And I like that more than anything. It's like, oh, yeah, there's a reason why he's doing this. They didn't just say, oh, the thorn is why he kills and then just go from there. It's like, no, they they play on that a little bit more because it's like fucking a whole 40 minutes, maybe different ending. Yeah. And I like that more. And I'm glad they did that because that movie actually like that that whole producer's cut saves that movie alone because like yeah. it's a normal score. It's you know, um, yeah. It's just it's it's hard because I'm like, well, the theatrical cut is a piece of garbage, and I would say three, but then the producer's cut is like seven for me. So you want to put it at five in the middle? I'll go six. I'm gonna go six. six. Okay, I'm gonna say it's a three as well. Um. I don't love this movie, but I don't hate it either. That's pretty much all I can say about it. I, I don't like the characters. Like I don't think any of these characters are memorable in, in a positive way whatsoever. So like all of the people at like the Strode house, they're just fucking dickheads. Like the that brothers. Dad is idiot. such a like, bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy when he dies. Like I'm like, take that, you fucking idiot. Yeah, um, I watched Wolf the other day, uh, the Jack Nicholson werewolf movie. He's in that, and he basically plays the same guy. Oh, That's really? Kind of That's uh, yeah. funny. Okay. Goof That's bastard. Go on. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, mask and shape out of five. Ooh, uh, I love the mask. I really, really love the mask. And like I said, there are things I love about Kristen Michael Myers. And it's everything except for the story and then and everything else. Uh, mask. I'll give it. Are we going to five on masks? Yeah, yeah, five. I'll give it five. Wow, I wow. really love that. that mask. Is scary as hell, especially the way they have it lit and the portrayal of Michael Myers in it. Yeah, he was intimidating and terrible. You know what? I need to take it down to four okay. because I have one more I'm going to place above it, and I don't want to give two perfect scores. Okay, fair enough. Because I just want to stick a fanatic. So. I'm going to take it down to four, but he is terrifying, intimidating. I remember getting dropped off at the movie theater as, as being a kid, seeing that and thinking, holy shit, that is scary as hell. Like, right. that, he had that wild, crazy look to him. Yeah. He just, he just seemed so angry and mad. Like, it was almost Kane Hodder-ish. Yeah. I, I really like the George P. Wilbur 
Curse of Michael Myers portrayal. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm gonna give it a three. Um, I it is one of the better masks, and it is also one of the better portrayals. It's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but it is much better than some of the weaker entries. So I'm giving it a three personally. All right. Um, I'm gonna give it a four because uh, George comes back, so it's somebody familiar with the character. Um, there's always like that one scene I, uh, when you see him kind of walk up and he kills the nurse but you just see his mask kind of it's almost like part one where they do like the lighting you see him walk up behind oh, her, yeah, yeah. Her, I know you're talking put her head that. through the spike and then he just stands there and stares at her like I don't know it's because he played him already once I think he he, he knew he knew what he had to do there is a comfortability to, to it I, yeah. I agree yeah so that's pr- even and then the mask, yeah, like the mask is almost perfect. Yeah, it it looks how it's supposed to look, and like even the eyes, I feel like it's so dark, but it looks good. And then yeah. the one other part that I really like is when they're all running through like um, the basement. Yeah, and then they close the gate, and fucking he is just like he's not running, but he's walking a lot quicker than he has before. I think. Yeah, <laughs> and he just grabs that guy's face and pushes through it and pushes the whole thing down and then just keeps walking. Like, yeah, he just does such yeah, a good job. Like I love that. that yeah. Fuck. So yeah, okay, that was four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Atmosphere and direction out of five. I'm gonna say it's a solid four for me. I feel like this movie really also captures the feel of the Halloween season more so than a lot of the other ones have. Um, so yeah, it gets a four. I will agree. I actually like the atmosphere. Um, I give it a four. Um, I loved when they used Salt Lake City as Haddonfield. Yeah. It felt very much Midwestern, even though it's a West Coast mountain country. Well, not yeah. West Coast, but a Western mountain city. Yeah. Um, the atmosphere, it really felt like fall. Even the scenes like where they take place on the college campus. Yeah, I really like where it doesn't look too far into fall. Um, I, I'd give it a four too. Yeah, yeah, I'm going four as well. Perfect. Um, like you were saying, like the outside perfect thing is Danny when he's outside with the pumpkin, and then yeah. Paul Rudd runs into him. That whole look, the gray sky, everything. Yeah, exactly. And, and then um, the, um uh. Kara, uh, whatever Kara, yeah, um, in the house when Michael's kind of set it up like in the first one with the bodies everywhere, yeah. When she's walking down the stairs and you don't know if he's gonna grab her ankle or not, that yeah. whole scene where like she screams and then the door comes flying open and the lightning hits him, yeah, it's, it's very creepy. It's, yeah, it it sure. works so well. Okay, uh, suspense and kills out of ten. Ooh, I don't really have a lot of suspense. Um, it has okay kills. Yeah. It has very aggressive kills. Like the exploding head. Like shockingly aggressive kills. <laughs> which is, is really good. In fact, uh, the suspense sucks, but the kills make up, up for it. I will give it a six. Okay. I'm going to say it's a four. Um as much as Evan was just saying that he doesn't like the strobe kill <laughs> hospital massacre, I, I actually I really like that, too. but <laughs> yeah. It's very 90s. I mean, it, it, at the time, it it fit in with 
I mean, I know now, looking at it, it does look cheesy, but it did fit that very 90s Beavis in my head. Like that. I mean, they even quote Beavis in my head. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, Evan, out of 10. Um, what's, what is what is this for again? Category? <laughs> Suspense and kills. Okay, so I'll say uh, six because I love the kills. Um, just because of, like how super like like you said aggressive and violent they get like when he's pushing the guy's face through the bars yeah um, and then like they try to kind of do the same things like they all run over to uh, Mrs. Elrod's place and Michael's Blank crossing and the street Blankenship Mrs. Blank ah oh, fuck me Mrs. Blankenship which sorry. is weird because and then he's also a character in Halloween three the, the Blankenship so yeah very you, yeah yeah you are correct. So then you see Michael coming across again, and it just makes me think of the first one. Obviously, yeah. it's done differently, but it, it, you're like, you know, they're going to get in there, but there's still like that feeling like, are they going to get in there? Like, is he going to get there in time? And then just stuff in the, the hospital. I mean, when Paul Rudd's trying to get her out of the room. Yeah. And he just kind of walks out and he looks over at him. And then Paul Rudd just kind of does like that nervous laugh. It's and so it, awkward. It does, it's that like guitar thing, but it's like, yeah, yeah, and he's just walking over to him and he's hitting it. Like, you see the panic, he's trying to hit it, hit it, hit it, and then he gets it open and he just misses the back of her head. And it's like, that is suspenseful. So, there's a couple of suspense, like, suspenseful parts that I enjoy. Yeah, so that's why I give it a six. Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, soundtrack, I'm gonna say it's two out of five for me. Yeah, I, I'll agree. I, I like the guitar uh, in moderation. Exactly. Um, it, it, it's fine. It, it does kind of make the already brutal kills kind of seem a little more brutal. Yeah. Because it's, mm-hmm. it's wailing guitar. So it, it accentuates the kills, but it, to me, it doesn't really accentuate the atmosphere of the movie or the tone of the movie too much. There are some ambient sounds to it, but I, I, I would go with two as well. Yeah. Oh, here we go. I'm gonna say four. Oh wow! And I'm it's saying four. I'm saying four based on both versions. Fair because enough. you almost get two soundtracks with the movie. Fair enough. Yeah. Producers cut very original, very uh, familiar soundtrack with the rest of the films, and then obviously the theatrical cut where it's like oh okay they're they're doing something different like the guitar parts aren't horrible it was just i remember at the time was just so weird because i i feel like it didn't fit at the time because like well that's not really fitting for the movie i guess yeah but now i I do enjoy it so yeah it's it's a four and it's two for each kind of soundtrack fair enough um okay h2o story and characters out of 10 i'm gonna say it's a five for me <laughs> wow wow uh that, <laughs> that there's a controversy <laughs> i don't really I, like this movie very much i know i can be divisive in certain i as far as like story goes h2o is like the most genuine movie to me mm-hmm. like i feel like that gets it's <laughs> Up until Halloween Ends came out, I feel like this is the best version of Laurie Strode. Right. Like it's the best way to make her seem like she's weathered, but still not completely a loser. Yeah. Like I I'm gonna give an eight. Okay. I, mean, I, I really okay. like Halloween H2O. 
Yeah, fair enough. For that point, at least. I mean, there's a lot of flaws it has that we'll get into later. But... Yeah. <laughs> Evan? Um, I'll give it a 5.5. Okay. <laughs> um, obviously, it's like... So they're trying to do, you know, wipe everything else clean. Yeah. It's part one... Is it part one, two, then this one? Yeah. One, two, yeah, and okay. H2O, yeah. Um, yeah, like, it, big things. Obviously, Jamie came back, which was really exciting because it's like, oh, fuck, that's awesome that they got her back. And she really does play, like, a traumatized victim. Like, yeah. Right from the beginning, her when she wakes up and she's flipping and she's screaming her head off. It's like that's obviously because of everything that happened, and it's still sticking with her 20 years later. You know, like sometimes yeah. some people kind of, you know, not get over it, but it's not as um, high on their list of things in their life, I guess you could say. Like they, they know it's there and they're not, they don't try and let it take over. And you see her try not to let it take her over, but she can't help it. And then, yeah, just like the different um, setting, I guess, like a school, like a private school. Yeah, you know we, it's been the the hospitals, and then Haddonfield, but now it's like somewhere completely different, and it's in the school, and it's all gated in, and it's all enclosed, and it's I like that, yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, I get it. I I know that this movie definitely has fans. I'm just not a huge fan of it. Um, so for, for mask and shape, I'm going to say it's one out of five for me. This is the first <laughs> really bad Michael and the first really terrible mask. All four versions that they used in this movie were terrible. Yeah. I am not too far behind you. Um, the masks, I can't give it that low of a rating because the curse of Michael Myers mask does get used for the opening. Yeah, uh, exactly. Kill, which is That's a saving grace. Yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes in the Halloween franchise. And I feel like that is, like, tonally what Halloween should feel like. Like, the whole scene of him breaking into Marion's house, stealing yeah. the files, and killing Jimmy in the neighborhood, and then creeping off in the car. Like, yeah, they used the curse of Michael Myers mask in it. Had they only just used that mask for the whole entire movie, I have no idea. My boy Stan Winston made a mask for that, and it looks like crap. Like it's the awful. Only thing Stan ever made that looks like crap. Yeah, and like, even his most mediocre shit don't look that bad. Exactly. Um, I don't like Chris Durant. I mean, obviously, I shouldn't say that. I don't like his portrayal yeah. of Michael Myers. He's very. It's kind of like Dick Warlock robotic. But it's also, but he's goofy as fuck. Exactly, it's very cumbersome. Like, <laughs> like when he does the swing his knife at Josh Hartnett. Like, okay, if you're gonna be a little bit robotic, that's fine or robotic, fine. But yeah. like when people are in your range, you should be able to like spring somewhat. You know, like you should yeah. have a range of motion. He doesn't. It's all like, like watching an animatronic. Yeah, I I, I really don't like Chris Durant's Michael Myers Me, more than yeah. save yeah. for the opening. I don't even know if Chris Durant played Michael Myers then, but this is really hard for me to judge. I will give, I'll give it middle of the road. Just um, if we do half numbers, then I guess two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. If that counts. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Okay. 
and if that's only because of that opening scene and them using that mask, if it wasn't, <laughs> I would probably be down with you. Because the rest of it, yeah. I hate. Yeah. And they had like, like they had K and B and Stan Winston, and both of them sucked. Like, yeah, I know. Effects artists the whole time. Yeah. Both of them. I, yeah, I know. They're terrible. Yeah, that uh, it's a one and a half for me, and it's literally the opening for the curse mask to make it come back. I mean, like you were saying, like big, big, big effects guys making masks, and they couldn't get it right. They couldn't even. I know it was like a a, um, a legal thing. That's why they had to change it. But it's just like you should have just went back and like. I know this is going to be kind of like, um, I don't know, kind of weird to say because I'm going to talk about it later on. But like, maybe if they if they could have, if it wasn't so far along, they could have reshot. But like, I understand why they just like, all right, let's do a CGI one. We can't go back and shoot some of that stuff. So they that's can't. the worst one, though. Yeah. But like, um, the only other mask that I really, I don't mind, but it's nowhere near perfect is like the mask, I guess, when uh, Jamie's crawling underneath the tables and he's kind of looking down. That's like the only other one that's kind of normal looking, but like that weird white one that has like not even a mouth. Yeah. Almost <laughs> gone. And then the yeah. CGI one just kills it for me. Yeah, for yeah, sure. That one's like Greg Nicotero. And... Oh, God. I, and I think that one really only looks somewhat good because it was shot at a low angle. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where they're flipping tables, it is filmed from the ground up. So, like, yeah. I hate that his eyes so clearly. Like, he looks so fucking goofy (laughs) the entire time. And yeah, like you were saying, like, he's not a good Michael. Like, ruined all the movies, goodwill, just not getting the right villain. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, uh, next is um, Atmosphere and Direction out of five. Um, I'll say three. Okay. Uh, I will say two, personally. I don't... Yeah. It's it, it's fine. Like, it's just so run-of-the-mill for me. It does still feel very 90s. And like yeah, very hundred percent stream, and that's that don't have a lot of staying power after a right. long time. Evan, no, yeah. out of five, I'm in agreement with you. I'm saying two, and it's I like like the school stuff, especially the one part where like uh, Jamie breaks the gate, and there's that big wide shot of her walking up the the driveway and yeah, just yeah. screams Michael, and then the theme goes off. Like I like that stuff. That's that's like the best in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, other than that, even um, like it's the stuff in the bathroom in the beginning when he goes and takes the girl's purse and stuff. It's like I, this. none of this is great. <laughs> but I like again, I still find entertainment in it, but it's just like it's not what it could have been, I think, no. especially for like a 20th anniversary kind of thing. No, exactly. Um, okay, suspense and kills out of 10. Mm. Uh, I think it was pretty good suspense. Um, the kills, it, they're okay. I feel like they're derivative of other movies in the franchise. Like, obviously, Laurie's boyfriend 
the the other school teacher. Yeah, he has killed like the nurse, right? Yeah, he's like, like Halloween two, and LL Cool J doesn't even die. <laughs> the other two kills are off screen, and we only see the bodies afterwards. The, yeah. the hungry homely girl, and then the the guy who runs into CGI mask fires. So like, that's not really a good track record. No. Um, exactly. If it wasn't for that opening scene that's talking about with Nurse Marion and Joseph Gordon Levitt, um. Shit, I I I'll give it like a six. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say this one's a two. To be quite honest, there's nothing that really sticks out for me. The the scream era of kills is just so inoffensive and boring. Yeah, I agree completely. No, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm. I'll say three. That's being generous. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, like. The Michael kill I like because it was unexpected. I almost like you kind of knew, but you you weren't really sure. So like when he got his head lopped off, I was like, "Holy fuck, that's crazy!" Yeah, it's pretty amazing. That should be the definitive end to the series. Yeah, for sure. And and then yeah, like the beginning stuff. He had the skate through the face. I thought that was cool. But then you know what I, I was just thinking about now. It's funny because you keep saying like this scream era of kills. If you watch that hungry horny girl when she's in the the pantry and the lights like in her stomach, like however he has her strung up, is like almost the exact same way that uh, Drew Barrymore dies in screen. That is she's hanging from the tree, and <laughs> you see her. She's almost like the same way. Her arms are down the same way. Almost her head is down. Yeah. Like it's fucking. It's crazy how much they are identical. It's it's so weird. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, that's why that gets a three. There's... Yeah. Okay, and then lastly, soundtrack out of five. Uh, it's garbage. So. Yeah. I, I, I why would I don't really want to rate this because it's just scream. It is exactly. Scream. They they just take. I know. Two new original Halloween songs. Uh, I do like the ending. Them using the original Halloween theme. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is. This is probably the worst. Yeah, the I agree. So it it's a one yeah. for me. I give it a one. I can't give yeah. anything to zero. So. Yeah, yeah. I think we're across the board on that. To hear the rest of our thoughts, please check out part two of the episode.